0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. On today's episode, Joshua talks about our core limiting belief. This is a limiting belief formed in early childhood between the ages of zero and two. And it's being discussed now because we're in the uh, Ascension experience and we're doing a lot of inner child work. So that limiting belief is that I am not the creator of my reality. And it is a deep-seated belief and it is responsible for your inner child reacting when it feels fear, or not acting when you receive inspiration. So I think you'll get a light out of this episode. There's some great questions in there. Uh, Before we begin, we are having a new Ascension Experience course alignment. It starts in about three weeks. If you'd like more information on that, please visit theteachingsofjoshua.com, click on the Ascension Experience at the top, and then click on the alignment course. You can read all about it. If you have any questions for me, just send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. Also remember to like and subscribe. That's really important and share with your friends and leave a review and leave comments and all that great stuff that you do. We really appreciate all your help. And without further ado, let's get going. We are thrilled to be here. Hi Joshua. You have all been working on this idea of who you are as the creator of your reality. This is a conceptual idea because in essence there's no way that you can ever know for sure that you're Creating a reality in the moment. It all seems as if reality is being formed and you just be happening to be witnessing it. It's not like you create a lamp or a artwork or a song, something that you see the process going through where you've taken some action and it's you followed a little bit of timeline there. You've assembled all the ingredients, you have the directions and the instructions, and at the end of that procedure, you have a creation. When it's all happening all at one time and you say, well, I was just walking down the street and met this person and fell in love, and we had a family, and that's the, how I created this family. You say, well, if that didn't happen, then it wouldn't have been created. And so there's more to play with here, more going on that you can possibly perceive, because there is so much happening in physical reality all at the same time, that if you were able to perceive it, you would be blown away. You would be enchanted by it to such an extent that you wouldn't be able to actually do anything. You'd just be focused on what's really happening. And so how it works in physical reality is that you are able to perceive a little sliver of what's really happening. And in this idea of all that's being created for you, well, or you're playing a participatory role in that, it's not as if the creation is coming from assembling everything by hand, consciously, based on a, a menu or a recipe. It's happening based on the vibration you're offering. So that vibration you're offering then has to be determined in some way so that you can understand, well, if I'm offering this vibration, then this is what's going to come back to me. Well, that level of understanding of creation, we say is wonderful. It's excellent. It's amazing. It's such a high conscious awareness of what's actually going on here that few humans have ever actually considered this to be true. And so you're playing with this idea of where's my vibration at now? What's my mood like? What are my desires? What am I consciously wanting? What are my preferences? Where do I think this is all going? And how much do I need to protect myself along the way? So in in all of this is your complete total perception of who you are in the moment. And that perception changes from moment to moment, depending on who you're with, depending on what you're doing, depending on the mood you're in, depending on your health of your body, the state of your finances, the state of your love life, those sort of things all contribute to that vibration you're offering. And so you say, well, Joshua, if I am perceiving that something wrong is happening and my vibration sinks down into a lower emotional state of being, isn't that because of the thing outside of me? And we say, well, it's not because of the thing outside of you. It's because the thing outside of you was actually created by the vibration that you were offering in the past. And that vibration culminated into a reality. And then you get to look at that reality and make your judgment on that reality. If you perceive yourself as a victim and it doesn't seem as if that reality is leading you to where you want to go or to your dreams unfolding or to your desires manifesting, then you might judge that reality as good or bad. If you judge it as bad, you get drop into a lower emotional state of being based in the fear that you're not getting what you think you want or not getting what you think you need. And now from that state, new creations are made because the vibration is hovering down at a lower state of being. And the universe has to bring you a reflection of that state. So as humans roller coaster around in their lives, going up and down and up and down and up and down, they create a little bit of what they do want and a little bit of what they don't want. And this is the life that you're observing everyone else having as well. But you have to understand that it's all the representation of the vibration you're offering, which is the idea of who you are within your reality. If you perceive yourself in a high perspective in a very positive way in some aspect of your life, you will notice that that aspect of your life works very well. If you're perceiving yourself as a victim or as incompetent or incapable of something and you attempt that thing, you will notice that it just doesn't work. It just can't work because it's always going to be the reflection of what you think about yourself within that subject. Now, imagine that you came into physical reality. You came in this Came in as this pure being of love that you are, that is able to create anything at the thought stage in the non physical. You exist in a state of love in the non physical. There is nothing to fear. You understand who you are. You understand who everyone else is. You understand how the system works. You know exactly what's going on. You come forth there into a physical reality to play this game of getting to know yourself better, getting to know everyone else better, getting to understand how the system works even better, and even improving your. Manifestation abilities. The manifestation abilities in the non-physical is all based in thought. Pure thought without fear. Pure thought with full expectation. Pure thought with the knowing that it doesn't matter. Because if you create something and it's not pleasing to you, you can create something else. There is no consequence in the non-physical. In the physical, there seems like there's a consequence. If I don't pay my bills, there's a consequence. If I don't do what everyone expects of me, I might lose their love. There's always this consequence going on. Now, the consequence really is your fears being realized through the law of attraction coming back to you based on the vibration you're offering in any area of your life where there is doubt. In any of your life where there is no doubt, I'm going to have lunch today, I'm going to sleep tonight. Well, that all turns out well, doesn't it? It's easy to see how well that turns out. It's only where there is a little bit of doubt that causes you some confusion, some Fear going on there and some reason not to act because you think, well, if I act on this idea and if it goes along this route, then I may end up losing something. And so you choose not to act. Well, the non physical, you would never do that. You would simply have a thought, be transported to the dimension where that manifestation exists and get to observe the manifestation without really caring about it or just all you're doing is delighting in it for the pleasure of it in the moment. And then you have another thought and you're brought to some other dimension. The exact same thing is happening in physical reality. But in the non physical, your thought process is so focused and so pure, and so when physical, there's a little bit of lag of time. And why would that be? Why would there be this lag of time between the birthing of a desire and the fruition of that desire? To make sure that you are on board, to make sure you're vibrationally compatible, that you're vibrationally ready for that manifestation to occur. If you don't know exactly what you want, then there'll be some time where you sift and sort and figure that out. Think about your first romantic relationship. You have no really idea what you want. You may have seen some TV shows and watched some movies and observed your parents and family members. And you say, well, that seems good. So let me try that. And you go forth and you find someone and you have this young, wonderful relationship. And then that ends. And then you're saying, "Well," I liked this and that about that relationship, but there are these other things I didn't like. And so you get to sift and sort and you get to practice with other partners. And eventually you might meet someone that fills that bucket list of ideas that you have. And then you may have this wonderful relationship for a time being until your vibration changes and there changes and you're off to do something new. Well, the same is true of any single manifestation you think you want. Now, we like to bring up a little point here that what you think you want is generally these ideas that are b- birthed in some lack of and so if you lack money you might have the desire to have money if you lack if you lack the feeling of security and you would think i don't feel secure without money the money will make me feel secure then you effort and struggle your way to this fruition of some semblance of security and then you rely on that for a bit of time and you get to play with it so none of this is wrong there's no bad in any of this. It's all perfect, but there could be a more effective way to do all of this. There could be a more effective way to understand what's really happening. And so you have all come to this understanding of universal laws in a way that very few humans have ever come to. This intellectual idea that you can be, do, and have everything as the creator of your reality, that you can manifest anything you think you want, anything you can imagine and so you set forth to do some of these things and play around with these ideas but in the back of your mind is this aching feeling that is not really happening the way it should happen that it should be easier than this it should be much less complicated than it is and this is because in physical reality you have this aspect of fear and doubt you have this new sensation of pain and emotional suffering and so, Much of what you're unconsciously doing is you're moving away from any pain and you're gravitating towards pleasure. And this is done at such a basic level that it blocks a lot of the inspiration that comes to you because you just do not trust it. If I do this, it could lead to pain because it has in the past. If I don't do this, if I do only what I want to do, then that's irresponsible and that could lead to pain. And so much of your existence is not based on the creation of something wonderful that you truly want, which is why you're here to practice these powers, but in the protecting of yourself from some kind of pain. In this protecting of yourself from some kind of pain is this victim mentality, this base level idea that you are not the creator of your reality, this core limiting belief that says, I do not create my reality. From that core limiting belief stems everything else, all the fears, all the problems, all the issues, all the setbacks that you will ever face. Now, the system is perfect because in the manifestation of these setbacks and these obstacles and these issues that you have is the potential to realize some limiting belief and process that limiting belief. Think of the limiting beliefs as a onion, and you're peeling away the layers of that onion, peeling it away away one by one. So, the work that you have done to process limiting beliefs in the ascension experience and the boot camp has all been wonderful. And as you process the surface layer of limiting beliefs, you get down to deeper layers. So, the deeper layers might be fear of loss, fear of unworthiness, fear of what people think, fear of failure, these things. But below all of that is a core limiting belief that you are not the creator of your reality. Now, this core limiting belief is very strong, very rigid, and very basic. It's the base of all of your other limiting beliefs. And yet, is there any possible way to process that core limiting belief? We want to try and explain this in a way that makes sense to you. Without that base core limiting belief, you would never have birthed the desire to find this information or to choose a new approach to life. But you say, well, I've worked on this, these things a while. I've done enough processing of limiting beliefs. I've looked at positive aspects. I've considered the way I feel. I've raised my vibration. And yet I still do not feel like the creator of my reality. And that's because the core limiting belief is still there. Now, the core limiting belief is like the yin and the yang. That little tiny bit of core limiting belief that says I'm not the creator of my reality comes within the greater overall sense or overall knowing that inherently you must be the creator of your reality because you know certainly that you're not the victim to this reality. So as you have experiences that highlight the fact that you are able to create your reality, you're able to receive inspiration, you're able to act on inspiration, and as you act on inspiration, you expand to new levels of feeling good and awareness and clarity and all these wonderful things, there's still this core limiting belief there. That core limiting belief in physical reality, will always be there to some extent. You will never come to the true feeling of the creator because that limiting belief has to be there. It's part of the whole system. This system of physical reality would not work without it. It needs to be there. You don't have to wish it away because everything in in physical reality and everything in non-physical is all attracted. This core limiting belief is part of your being and it's within your vibration yet it does not necessarily need to limit you. If you can be aware that it's there, aware that it will always be this little nagging voice of doubt whenever you're inspired to do anything, you can say to yourself, oh yeah, it's just the core limiting belief that I'm not the creator of my reality, but it does not have the power to stop me from doing anything. It just brings up little doubts, little negative self-talk, but it has no power of itself. It's part of the system, and I can operate effectively in the system, even though it's still there. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who'd like to start? I would. Excellent. Go ahead, Jim.
1: Uh, Earlier in your uh, intro there, you were talking about expanding into into dimensions, and this touched on the most recent podcast that you just released, which was from uh, New Year's Eve, and i asked the last question on that live and in there i was talking about how we attract things and you know just a recap i was saying you know i used to think we attracted things to us uh, like a magnet but then i got this download that said no we come it comes through us and then we see it in our awareness and you said you clarified that and you said kind of what really happens is in your reality there are infinite possibilities and you expand to a to another dimension which is this but i'm kind of bringing it all back home here now you expand into another dimension until it then appears in your reality so the idea of expanding you say that a lot but i don't think anybody's ever asked you what do you really mean by expanding because when i visualize that. I imagine like growing, like getting bigger. And so I kind of see it as like, let's say I'm a being of light and it's the shape of this body and there's dimensions and it's like, it's like rings or like layers of onions and it's going out and you expand into those layers and you fill those layers in with your own self-perception until you can manifest and realize those things. Can you help us understand more about what by you mean by expand?
0: Imagine that. You live in the non-physical, and imagine you have a light body that looks just like you, pure, light, perfect gym. Well, there's no boundaries to this gym. There's no even way to to contain it. It's limitless. But for purposes of communicating with other beings or just doing little things that you're doing in the non-physical, you don this body. But this body is the size of the universe. And you can bring it down to the size of a human body if you like to. But what we're talking about is the light within that body or the energy within the body. So if you think of a swirling ball of flames and gas and light and fire and energy within that body, that is a representation of love for you, for Jim. So this, this representation of love is the expansiveness of love. How much love is there? Well... If you were just say a new soul and you're walking around the non-physical and you have a little tiny marble that is this little light that's blazing around and everyone sees that and you say, well, you, um, you exist at this state, there's no hierarchy, everyone's equal, there's no judgment about it. It's just that this is a newer soul and they haven't had the experiences that would cause that light, that flame within them to expand. And so you say, in order to expand this light within me, I have to have some experience. I have to have some kind of experience of contrast. Contrast because the light expands through that contrast, through that idea of dark. Without knowing the dark, it can't be light. Without knowing fear, it can't know love. Without knowing confusion, it can't know clarity, that sort of thing. And so with each lifetime, each physical incarnation, you expand that a bit. And you expand it in certain areas, too. So you may expand it in marriage with someone. You may expand it in having children. You may expand it in going to war. You may expand it in opening a business. You may expand it in all these different experiences that you have that could only be really felt in a physical incarnation. And so this is the expansiveness. And so with each lifetime, that core within you expands and it radiates outwards and it shines brightly. It doesn't necessarily... Grow physically because that only happens in physical realities. There is none of that boundaries set by physical reality. But in physical reality, you have all these experiences in the life, and with each experience, that core energy, that core fireball expands in love, no matter what the experience is. So, if you have an experience where you get into a fist fight with someone, that contrasted experience of fear will cause that light within you to expand in love. If you have an experience with a stranger and you are helping them through some issue that they have, that experience in fear will cause an expansion in love. So all experiences cause this expansion. When we're looking towards the manifestation of something that we truly want, our pre-birth intentions, there is an effective way to move about physical reality. That effective way is to raise that vibration through a choice of perception or through looking at things from a higher perspective or by processing limiting beliefs. We raise that vibration in physical of love. We do it while we're in physical reality. We do it by choosing a perception that's based in love rather than a perception that's based in fear. So the person who believes that outside conditions can make them feel something is living as a victim in a state of fear. The person who chooses a new perception of reality, one where they believe that they are the creators of that reality, realize that they're giving off an energy signal based on their perception of themselves. That energy signal is called their vibration. That vibration raises when you see yourself from a higher perspective. When you see yourself as a creator, when you realize that nothing's happening to me, it's all happening for me. When you go with the flow and you express love rather than fear, that elevates your vibration. Now, there's a lot of experiences that exist at these higher vibrations. Fun times with friends, brilliant ideas, financial abundance, fantastic health. All of these things radiate these high vibrations. Can you get there consciously? Or will you be unconscious and stay at lower vibrations? This is how you choose to effectively navigate your journey of self-discovery. When you say, okay, I've had enough experience operating at the lower vibrations in fear, perceiving that I was a victim and that things were happening to me, this wasn't a bad thing because it birthed new ideas and new inspiration to come and find information like this that would help me actually choose a new perception of myself, which would then raise my vibration. In this higher vibration, I'm having to push past or encounter or process different fears. The fears that I was used to processing at this lower vibration, well, I've been doing that over and over and over again, controlling, efforting, struggling. Nothing seems to ever make me feel any different. So I've given all that up. And now I'm going on a brave new trail to discover who I truly am by consciously choosing a new perception of myself, a new perception of my conditions and a new perception of all the people in my life, as I am the creator of all this. Embarking on a new journey here, where you're now living life as the creator from an intellectual understanding of it, without actually feeling it, is this new brave new trail and this new approach to life. This new approach to life will eventually lead you everywhere you want it to go will eventually manifest every true intention, every true desire that you've ever had. And as a side effect, will manifest a lot of things you thought you lacked. Because once you realize you lack nothing, then everything comes to you. It's all there. Once you realize that you don't have to effort and struggle, and you don't have to manifest these things you think you want, that you can just think about feeling good. Think about expressing love. Think about who you truly are. Act as if you are the non physical version of you living a physical life. As you act as if this is true, then you're inspired to do things you would never have done before. But you have to push past fear because what will everyone think? What will all the people living in fear think? What will they want me to do? Will this trigger their limiting beliefs? Blah, 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 blah. All these other fears come up. You no longer deal with the fears in the lower levels, you deal with higher vibrational pathways, which will trigger. Limiting beliefs that you weren't even aware of, such as the limiting belief that I'm not the creator of my reality, such as the limiting belief that I'm unworthy, such as the limiting belief of the possibility of failure or loss. All of these things now, as you're braving this new trail where no one else has really gone before, you get to play with them. You will succumb to some of the fears and you will push past others. Every way is good. The whole point here is to say, there's this new approach to life out there. This is available to everyone. The old approach to life of perceiving that outside conditions can harm you and then therefore having to control all of it does not work. We found this to be true. We found new information says, hold on here, Jim. There's a whole different way to approach life. It is full of satisfaction and joy and clarity and wonderful new experiences and the manifestation of everything you truly want. Everything you truly want is on this pathway. Do you have the courage to push past fear and act on the inspiration that's coming to you through your inner self. That's the only question, and that's what you're doing. As you do, you enter new new dimensions. Dimensions that have never been entered before. Now, this is always happening anyway, because as the time is going on and the earth is moving through new areas in the universe, you're all entering new dimensions anyway. You're not aware of it. But some are entering these new dimensions in fear. And you all are choosing to enter these new dimensions in love. What is the possibility? What are the potential to to altering your approach to life where you by see yourself as a creator and then realize I need nothing. I'm simply here to express my love, which means I'm simply here to live in acceptance of what's going on and then receive inspiration that will lead me and everyone I love to this brand new reality, a reality that no one has ever existed in before. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Excellent. Who's next?
2: Uh, Joshua, for me. Um, This is so on time because I have been deliberately creating so many things, and it's just appearing so quickly that it's catching my breath. And I'm almost coming to a point where all these – these great things that I've been thinking and desiring. And then there's a fear and not so much of, it's the fear of my power. It's the fear of all this time. I was that deliberate creator, how powerful I was, or I am and fear to comprehend that power.
0: Good. And so this is all practice, isn't it? It doesn't matter. If you perceive that Your actions have ramifications, which could lead you into something you do not want, then you will not act very much and you will be highly limited. Well, this is a core limiting belief, of course, and it is not true, but it's something that that is part of the being of who you and everyone else is. So now you think in a new way and you come to understand that you have certain abilities here based in love that will cause rapid manifestation of the things you want. And so you say, well, let me do that. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me do this. And you'll notice that because you're offering such a high vibration and you're thinking of yourself in high terms here, that these things you think you want are manifested easily and effortlessly. And you say, oh, this really works. This really works. This is amazing. And then you have a bit of doubt creep in because the core limiting belief says you are not the creator of your reality. And so you say, well, if I don't use this power wisely, it could lead to something unwanted it could be too much power i'm not i'm not yet ready to wield it fully and that's that core limiting belief saying that you're not you're not the creator of your reality because that limiting belief says you are the victim of your reality if you're not the creator then you must be the victim and so here you are creating and creating and creating doubt pops in from that old core limiting belief and you say hold on maybe i'm too powerful Maybe I might create something unwanted, but the creator could never create anything unwanted. The creator would only create that which is wanted. But if that which is wanted happens to be a manifestation event, well, from the victim's perception, I don't want manifestation events because they feel bad. From the creator's perspective, yes, I want manifestation events. Yes, I want to launch this incredible business and then go into absolute failure and financial ruin because I know I will learn so much from that. I will expand so much from that. I'll grow some, so much from that. So you got to think about your non-physical perspective here. This life is but just a one day in your life. Imagine your entire life is like one day in your life. It's inconsequential. It's always beneficial. It's always expansive. And so you're inner self might have set certain intentions for this life that you, from a human perspective, say, I would not want to experience that. But if you do experience it, you will discover it was the best thing that ever happened to you. Gary had a conversation with a oncologist and the oncologist is looking at this from the law of attraction or from the universal higher perspective of why everyone is getting these certain different types of cancer. And it was very plain to see that certain people get this cancer and certain types of people get that cancer. It's all based on belief systems and their emotional settings of those things. And isn't it interesting how all of this comes together based in someone's perception of themselves or perception of their reality as the victim. And yet cancer could be the best thing that ever, ever, ever happened to you or to anyone. It could be the best thing. And in fact, if someone can change their perception of themselves from the victim to the creator in a life, then that would be the most wonderful thing that one could ever do. And if cancer or any other thing happens, any other manifestation event happens to cause that realization, then from the non-physical perspective, it was the best thing ever. And once the human understands it while they're living as a human, that that was a good thing, then that will lead to more awareness and more satisfaction. When Gary lost all his money in 2008, it was upsetting at the time, but many years later, here he is, existing at such a state of joy and freedom and satisfaction and fun and and all the wonderful things that he's always ever wanted are manifested now. Could have only happened because of the financial crisis, because of financial ruin. It was the only way. And had that not happened, he would—he knows for sure he would not be here now. He'd be living that old life. And when he thinks of that old life, he thinks, wow, that was much different. That was much lower vibrationally than it is now. Knowing what he knows now, he would have gleefully gone through that, lovingly parted ways with his money because it was so worth it. So you will never, as a deliberate creator, ever create anything that you do not want, or that is bad, because nothing bad can ever happen to a deliberate creator. Thank you. Excellent. Who's next?
2: I have a question. This is Autumn, along kind of that the similar thread we've been on. A lot of, I guess I'll say not philosophies, but even spiritual teachers currently around with us and, and of the past talk about a process of co-creation. And you're saying, Joshua, we're the creator. So is is co-creation just an acknowledgement of the interdependence of like cosmic consciousness?
0: Exactly. You could intentionally come together and be on the same vibrational wavelength in that subject that you want to work on together. You could absolutely co-create a family, co-create a dinner out, co-create a business, co-create all these things. You are creating your part of it while they're creating their part of it, but it will always be your perception of this creation, which will be unique from another person. But of course, joining forces like that is exponential. And if you have two or three or four or five people on the same wavelength creating in love from a high vibration and high perception of themselves, a higher perspective, the love benefit that's generated from that is magnitudes greater than millions of people co-creating in fear. So the co-creation part is wonderful. You are doing it individually and together as high as the vibration of, say, the weakest link will allow, but you're all doing it based in love. And so that co-creation based in love is an extremely powerful thing, but it doesn't negate the fact that you're still creating your reality. You're creating your entire perception of it. You're creating your experience of it. It is all a powerful joint venture, yet what you experience is your creation. Got it. Who's next?
2: Can I ask a question about um, meditation? Yes. basically can you teach me how to do it like how
0: yes we can We teach you exactly how to do it close your eyes that's it close your eyes all you have to do close your eyes and be in a place where you can notice the thought that comes in that's all you have to do close your eyes and be still all you're doing in any meditation is practicing observing thought As you practice observing thought, you will notice, I am not these thoughts. Look at them. They come. They go. They come. They don't have to stick around. They fade in. They fade out. Some are lower vibrational. I can tell those ones. that I'm a little resistant to those thoughts. Some are high vibrational. Oh, I enjoy those thoughts. They feel good. I can play with the high vibrational thoughts based in love. And I notice that the low vibrational thoughts based in fear are not attractive to me. I don't enjoy those thoughts and I can let them go. They are not me. It has nothing to do with me. I am not manufacturing these thoughts. I am not thinking these thoughts because I'm a bad person. I am not receiving these thoughts because I did something wrong. All I'm doing is existing at a low vibration or high vibration. Now, since I can totally choose which vibration I want to exist in, I have access to lower vibrational thoughts so fear where I have access to high vibrational thoughts of love. Everything that's new, that's interesting, that's exciting, exists in the high vibration of love. When I can learn to tap into that vibration and play with it longer and longer and longer and have fun with it while my eyes are closed and just thinking, well, then I tune myself to this higher vibration and feels natural and normal to me. However, if you've been experiencing low vibrational thoughts for a long time, thoughts of fear and doubt and worry and anxiety and regret and resentment, and they keep mulling over in your head over and over and over and over again, it's because you have a perception of yourself as a victim. That's all that is. Depression is simply a perception of yourself as hopeless. There's nothing you can do to change anything. You've controlled and tried and effort and struggle and worked and did all these things trying to control your reality. And still you perceive yourself as a victim. When you understand that you were never the victim, where this is just an experience that cannot be had in the non-physical, and you have never did anything, done anything wrong, you've always been perfect as you are, you've just lived in that lower vibration because you perceive yourself as unworthy, incapable, and not the creator of your reality. Fine. That may lead you to something else. That may birth desires to find new information, and some of you have found this information that resonates with you. And so now you're saying, well, if I just sit there with my thoughts and I've been existing at a low vibration for a long time, it's going to be uncomfortable because those thoughts are not pleasant. And I don't want to sit there in the dark and quiet for 15 minutes thinking those thoughts. And we say, we understand what you're talking about here. Yet you must be aware that they're not your thoughts, that they're just being attracted to you. Once you can come to that awareness, we promise you, you can start to let those thoughts go and notice when high vibrational thoughts come to you. Now, it's not meditation is not there to control your life. It's there to make you aware of the vibration you're offering at the thought stage so you don't have to be made aware of it during manifestation events at the physical stage. Wouldn't it be nice to be aware that you're having these thoughts of doubt and fear and anxiety while you are meditating rather than while you're interacting with daily life. If you could understand those thoughts that are being attracted based on your vibration are thoughts in fear, then you can look at limiting beliefs at that stage. Why did I attract this thought of an argument with my mother? Why am I thinking how I'm going to talk to her in our next conversation? Why am I playing both roles in anger? Why is that happening? Oh, because I have a little bit of a limiting belief with regards to my mother. Let's see what comes up. Whatever comes up, you could process that, prove to yourself it's not true, find evidence to prove that it's not true. Great, you've done this work. And so now you can start to say, well, that is a thought of fear. I noticed that thought and I'm gonna let it go. You could quiet your mind for a millisecond or two and another thought will come in Okay. Another thought of fear. Let's let that go. Another thought of fear. Let's let that go. Oh, here's a fun thought. Wow. That must be evidence that my vibration is raising while I'm in meditation. Let's play with that thought and see how long we can play with the fun thoughts. Oh, you mean I don't have to listen to the ohm sound in the background or, or a guided meditation? No, you can play with that thought. You can play with the happy thought and the fun thought and the interesting thought. Now, When you do this long enough, you'll notice that when you're out and about at the grocery store and some fear-based thought comes into your mind, you'll know it. You'll know it the second it comes in there. You go, oh, that's a fear-based thought. I get it now. I'm aware of my thoughts because I've practiced meditation for a while, and I realize that in this moment, I'm offering a low vibration, and I've attracted a thought of judgment. And then you can say, okay, thank you for coming. What's the limiting belief here? Oh, I think that the cashier should be different than she is, or I think the prices should be lower than they are, or I think that the thing I wanted should be right in front of me. Oh, I see it. I'm being a victim in this grocery store in this moment, and I've attracted a thought of fear. I get it now. Okay, well, let's turn your attention to something wonderful that's going on in the grocery store. Let's consciously raise that vibration, and then notice, boom, the thing you want is there. Boom, the thing you want is on sale. Boom, you find the Quickest cashier. Boom, you find an interesting person to talk to. This is what happens when I notice my resistant thoughts and I consciously allow in love-based thoughts to replace them. I raise my vibration because I realize I have complete power over the thoughts. I think through the vibration I'm offering, not through the control mechanism of some standard meditative, meditative device. You see? You have all the power to allow resistant thoughts to come and go, to look at a possible limiting belief that could be underlying them, to understand that you're in that moment offering a little bit of a low vibration, and then to raise that vibration through appreciation and gratitude and looking for things you love. That's available to you, but you've got to take some time to do a little practice This is the most beneficial thing that anyone could do. So we highly recommend meditation. And when when it was time for Gary to start meditating so that he could bring us in, we sent him very strong inspiration. And then he was noticing all the other people that were meditating. And even though he was resistant to sitting down for 15 minutes, closing his eyes and thinking about the thoughts that were coming to him, he realized it would be beneficial. And so he was able to push past the first few few days of doing it only a couple minutes at a time. And then slowly and gradually, like any practice, he got better and better and better, and it became so much easier. And so now it's something that he looks forward to, something that is truly fun and interesting and absolutely beneficial, just like going to the gym. Excellent question.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. I was just, I think I was confusing myself because I was like being more aware of my negative thoughts, but it wasn't creating so much of a manifestation event. So I was like, can I just meditate on it and connect with my inner self just to like clear it up a bit? And you explained all of that beautifully. And then, you know, you can immediately, I can immediately start to recognize it, switch it and start to appreciate my world changes. And then i Uh, bring in more gratitude and appreciation. And just hearing that process, it's like, yeah, it's everything ends. So do it however you want to do it. If you want to sit there quietly, great. If you want to talk to your inner self, great. If you want to observe your thoughts, great, do it. Exactly. Thank you.
0: Thank you. As we stated earlier in the non-physical, you have a clear, focused, pure thought. And the manifestation of that thought occurs immediately. Physical reality is exactly the same thing. If you can hold a pure focused, clear thought that will manifest into physical terms over a bit of time. Wouldn't it be interesting to know that you could create anything from the thought stage first and then realize there's a practice you can do that will help you with this process of deliberate creation. And that practice is meditation. But if you do not spend time with your thoughts and understand how the thought process works and how they flow and flow to you and flow away based on your vibration, it'll be very difficult to be a deliberate creator. You may wish and wish and wish and you wish, but that will that's not deliberate creation. Because the wishing comes only from the perspective of the victim. The victim wishes, the creator maintains pure focus of thought. Who's next? Just the little ones. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
1: um, exactly what you explained just to uh, to Julia. I was thinking about the last couple of days. I was uh, watching myself having a lot of resistance and a lot of a lot of uh, resistant thoughts coming in. I just didn't have the um, uh, the inspiration to to try to raise my vibration. But I was thinking of thinking of asking you. Uh, we've talked about perceptions uh, some weeks ago about. Uh, um, Uh, the persona, the inner being. And there's a third one, the observer. And I think I was in observer mode the last days. Can can you tell something about uh, the purpose of that?
0: When you come into physical reality, you think that you are this individual being who's living in this malevolent environment that needs to protect himself from all sorts of emotional and physical pain. To do this, you try and control and control and control. So this is from a basis of fear. The fear equates to judgment because without judgment, you have no ability to control. So the judgment comes online very early and very quickly. You're constantly judging everything. Is this good? Is this bad? Could this lead to pleasure? Could that lead to some sort of pain? So you judge everything, judge everything. You notice, though, that there are some things you judge critically, and those things you are most afraid of. They bring up the most fear. They are possibly your government. They're possibly some, some force over you, your boss, your job, uh, the economy. These things where you have no control over. And so you judge and judge and judge and judge those things. Then there are the little things. Is this person being polite? Is this person well-dressed? Is this person moving along quickly in line, or are they taking up time? These little annoyances. These annoyances then are also based on things you cannot control. So at anything, the victim perceives that they must control as much as possible, but everything they cannot control brings up anxiety and worry and doubt and fear and all these little annoyances, you see. So you have to think, am I judging something wrong? It means that I'm trying to control it. And I can't control it. And that can, that lack of control gives me fear because I perceive myself as a victim. The only way I can feel good is to be in control of something. When I'm out of control of something, I feel negative emotion. That negative emotion is indicating to you that you're buying into the illusion that you're the victim and not the creator. The creator would never need to control anything because the creator would understand that it's the source of the reality that's being created. Now, if you can rise above this victim mode for a little while and become the observer, well, then you can notice exactly what you're doing. You can be detached from the events that are happening and what you're observing and just notice how you feel. Okay. Negative emotion there, positive emotion there, negative emotion there. That's interesting. Why is that negative emotion there? Okay. There has to be fear there. It couldn't be negative emotion without fear. It has to be something that you're trying to control, and that control can only come from your perception of yourself as a victim. Without that perception of yourself as a victim, you need not control anything. Now, the things you don't need to control, the things you're happy with, the things that are working well, well, you see yourself in those areas from a higher perspective. And you think, well, things are going good. Things are going fine. There's not a lot of, there's no fear there because you're perceiving your reality exactly as it is. Wonderful. You're perceiving your reality is exactly as it is perfect. The creator perceives the reality is perfect because they're the creator of that reality in concert with the universe, creating perfectly. This is a perception of oneself. That's the only thing that's happening there. If you have a perception of yourself as the creator, and this is your total and complete perception of yourself, obviously, there's nothing to fear. There's no fear contained in this high perception of self because it's true, you see. Only when you perceive something that's not true will you ever feel any tinge of negative emotion. So anytime you perceive yourself as a victim in any situation, you're going to have some negative emotion. It might be intense. It might be less intense, depending on how much of a victim you perceive yourself to be in that moment. Because essentially the only thing that your inner self is doing is alerting you to the fact that you're perceiving yourself in a way that's not true as the victim. If you only perceive yourself as a creator, you would never, ever, ever receive any negative emotion ever because you're completely in alignment with your inner self who understands the perfection of this entire system. When you deviate from your inner self's perception of reality and perceive that something wrong is happening or something bad is happening, which is not true, what you're actually doing is perceiving the imperfection. That imperfection is the illusion. Now, granted, there's no way to come from where you are now to perceive everything is perfect without seeming like an an insane person. So you always have judgments here and there. Because you always have limiting beliefs to some intensity, even though you've processed them and processed them and processed them. They will still exist at some level of intensity. There is no need to eradicate your limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are only limiting if they limit you from acting on inspiration. So you will encounter negative emotion from time to time time. However, the more you see yourself, the more you observe yourself, the more you experience yourself, at all three levels, as the creator of your reality. So your inner self is always perceiving yourself as the creator of your reality. Your human self will always have this little bit of core limiting belief that you're not the creator of your reality, and the observer is somewhere in between. As you raise your perception of yourself as the creator of your reality, you will encounter fewer incidences or manifestation events, where you have negative emotion. You will encounter fewer experiences that cause you to perceive yourself as a victim. The more you see yourself as a creator, the less necessary manifestation events become. You will notice you stop judging or you judge far less than you did before. You notice that the things that used to be interesting to you, like the news, are not interesting to you anymore. You become more emotionally sensitive so that You realize when you're encountering negative thought or a tiny little manifestation event, and it feels really off to you. So you stop and think about it, and you reframe that event from the perspective of the creator and not the victim. This is the process that you're involved in. You've all just really just started this process. So you have to be aware that judgment is going to be there. Negative emotion is going to be there but the more you can see yourself as a creator and understand that's the truth of who you are, the less negative emotion your inner self will have to send you. However, the key here is to realize one thing. You might look around and you might say, I think that I'm more emotionally sensitive than most people and negative emotion really bothers me, which means that I've always been a controller because the only way to exist as a highly emotional being in physical reality is to try and control, control, control. Judge, judge, judge. Control and judgment, the same thing. Judgment is a form of control. And so those of you who are moving towards higher levels of understanding are coming from a highly emotionally sensitive place. And so it's likely that you're judgmental. Don't worry about that. That will fade over time. That will be one of the benefits of this work that you're doing. It'll naturally, you don't have to stop yourself from judging. You just have to be aware of who you're being when you're choosing to judge. And when you stop that, when you observe what you're doing, when you realize, oh, that's just control. I don't need to do that. That's just this old remnants of who I used to be. I'm now understanding myself in higher terms. And so I don't have to have little bits of. Anxiety about this person or that person or worry or fear or doubt of any of it. I can see now I'm just perceiving the subject as imperfect. Let's see if I can reframe that and look at it from a higher perspective. Maybe it is perfect after all.
1: Yeah, I thought that that was the role of the observer.
0: To exactly. To another perspective. And it's a wonderful sign. Ah, great. <laughs> we have enjoyed this conversation immensely. Someone's come home, the dogs are barking, everyone's having a good time. We will see you on Friday. With that, we are clear. Thank
2: you. Thank you.
0: Thank you Joshua.
2: Bye Joshua. Thank you Joshua.
0: All right, that was a really interesting Joshua live session there. Thanks to everyone for asking their wonderful questions. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Joshua, please visit the teachingsofjoshua.com. We also have a private Facebook group, Friends of Joshua. Just look that up and we'll uh, add you to the group. It's a private group. And uh, we've also got videos on YouTube. Just search Joshua Teachings and you'll see all the videos there. So thanks again for being here and have a wonderful week. Bye.